Hi, this is Pastor James Strickland, and you are listening to our sermon cast for Homeland Park Baptist Church. All right, can everybody hear me? Great. All right, how about in the back? Let me see your hand if you can hear me. All right, because I can crank it up to 11 if I need to. All right. <laughs> it's good day. And as we talk about trusting you, Lord, uh, maybe the Lord as crazy as this world gets, we know that your hand is in control. There's not always things that we like. And there's not always things that we agree with. And there's certainly things that we don't understand. But one thing we do know is that you love individuals. And we just need to learn to trust you. And may we do that through the reading of your word. Amen. So as we start our time together today, uh, I want to, this morning, direct your attention to Psalm 20. That is Psalm 20. Pretty much, if you open your Bible to the middle, you'll be close. And uh, in this psalm, we see God's people praying that their king will be victorious in his upcoming battle. You see, prayer, and that's what we see today, is a worship service. So, our first point to consider is that God is worthy of our trust. Amen? God is worthy of our trust. If you have to trust somebody, you place your trust in somebody, that is a huge deal. Because when you trust somebody, you're being vulnerable. When you trust somebody, you are hopefully yourself. When you trust somebody, you have somebody that can be a friend for a long time. Well, we see that since God is worthy of our trust, in times of trouble, we can turn to God. And it's been obvious that people in these days, especially with this pandemic, have been turning to God. They have been in dramas and Bible studies online now than there ever were. And it's a chance for his word to get out. But people are wanting to hear God's word and wanting to know God's love. So in times of trouble, we can turn to God. If you have your Bible open or you're following along on your phone or whatever you have, let's look at verses 1 through 3. And again, I'm reading through the New Living Translation. It says, In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. May he remember all your gifts and look favorably upon your burnt offerings. As we look at those three verses, we can see that you can trust God to answer you. There is nothing that drives me crazier than to call somebody or send a text message and get ghosted and never get a response. I would rather somebody tell me no over a text than not to say anything at all. And the thing is, is that when we talk to people, we expect to get an answer, right? And if we do that, shame on us. If we, if we hold back answers because we want to know that that person heard our message and we want to know that that message was taken in. Well, the thing is, is that you can always trust God. God is never online. I mean, excuse me, God is never offline. God is online. He is all present all the time. Amen. Can you give me an amen on that? I'm kind of I'm kind of getting used to that now. I love it. But yes, God is going to answer us. You see in this passage, his people were asking for God to bow down his ear and hear their cry. 
just as a parent can tune into their child's specific cry within a huge crowd of children. Even if all those children are crying, you as a parent know your child's voice, or as a grandparent, or as a caregiver, know that child's voice among all the others. God hears your cry in this world, you as a church, but also you as an individual, whether you are here today in the parking lot or watching by Facebook Live or watching a rebroadcast of this. God hears you and he hears your cries. And you see, Satan's desire is to make you think that God does not care. Important enough. And that is a lie straight from the pit of hell. Why do I say otherwise? Jesus says that you matter. Jesus says that you are worth listening to. How do I know that? With God, including in their relationship to be able to conversate with him, to have a conversation with God. Jesus proved God's love and he cares for you because he died on even while you were a sinner. Romans redeem you and bring you back unto himself that God wanted this separation of sin to stop. And so now we see, think about that. Look, I love my wife with all my heart. Everybody in this parking lot, I truly love as a pastor and parishioner. And if you are watching online, all the comments, I eat them up. I enjoy being with you people. And I love my wife. I love my parents, just as you love people. But all of those loves one day are going to end in this world. Only God's love transcends the grave. Only God's love redeems in itself. So we can trust that God hears us and we can trust that God is faithful. We can trust God's faithfulness. Listen to this prayer again in verse 1 of the God of Jacob's arm. Or keep you safe from all harm. Why, what's the significance of him saying the God of Jacob? The psalmist is trying to give a callback to God's interaction with his chosen leaders in the past. God was faithful to Jacob, so now they are praying. That's why there is the callback to Jacob. And this is why we say, I don't like the Old Testament. You want to read the Old Testament because the Old Testament is important. Because time after time, God's character is shown and proven in the way that he deals with his people. And the truth is, God is unchanging. You can trust that God sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. Some translations don't say Jerusalem, but they say Zion or Zion. God's presence. From which God emerged to do battle against the enemies of his people. What we see here is they are saying that God, we want you to hear us and we know your presence is among us. And now today we don't have a temple. Even we have our beautiful sanctuary that we can't go in right now. But God's presence is not there. That is a building with bricks and sticks and stones. God among you. So the building is closed. We're still having church. That's why we still have church online. That's why we still have church when we go out into our community. Because Jesus Christ, His Holy Spirit, lives within us. His presence is with us. That is an assurance that you can trust God. Also, you can trust God. You can trust His Word. And you can trust His will even when you don't understand it. Because check this out. If you're taking notes or you want to have a, a mental pen in your note, in your brain here, I want you to know that 
God's presence is not a feeling. It is a fact. God's presence is not a feeling. It is a fact. Did you hear that? God's presence is not a feeling. God's presence is a fact. There are days when you are going to feel away from him. There are going to be days when you feel like your prayers are not getting past your ceiling. There are going to be days that you are hurting. But then again, there's going to be other days where you feel like you can take on hell with a water pistol. Look, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you have asked Jesus Christ to come into your life to save you from your sins, his Holy Spirit is within you, not feeling fact. And we need to learn from that and understand that we can trust God because of that. And then also we see that we fight from victory, not for it. We fight from victory and not for it. You see, in verses four through five, it proclaims that. He says, may he grant your heart's desire and make all your plans succeed. We may shout for joy when we hear your victory and raise a victory banner in the name of our God. Folks, God's desire is for you to thrive. God's desire is for you to thrive. Everything you do as a believer is powered and protected by God's Holy Spirit. And however, the reality is that Satan and his unseen forces are here to work in this world, too. We do have a battle, but the battle has already been won. You see, they can only work to the extent of which God allows these evil forces in Satan. I don't know about you, but I remember when I was younger, there was this one house that I would always go by. And there was this dog or even... Nowadays, when you're walking your dog or you're walking around your neighborhood, if there is a dog and he is barking, he looks like he's going to eat your face off, whether it be a big dog or a little skinny dog. Some of the skinny dogs are the worst ones, aren't they? feel like they'll chew your pinky off. But the truth of the matter is, is that there's a good feeling when you know that that dog is on a leash or that dog is behind the fence. And my friend, Satan does run on this world. Satan does have Authority to run and to do the evil things that he's doing, but only to the extent to which God allows. Satan is a rabid dog on a leash and is only allowed to do what God allows. And one day he will be locked up for good. And the thing is, as though we may feel beat up and alone, the battle you're facing is not for you to fight alone. Death has been defeated. Our sin has been forgiven. And Jesus is with you. And he is going to return for you. So like the scripture says, we need to raise God's banner today. You see, the banner here refers to the military flags that troops would fly while they're fighting. That way the men would know where to rally. They would know where the forces were at a glance. And they would know who to fight against. We were fighting for remind them of who they are fighting against. Now, when I was a kid, and, and even older, I played a game called Capture the Flag. If you've ever played Capture the Flag, honk your horn, let me know. You. Let me know. Okay. Cap- Seems like everybody knows that, so I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail here. But the thing is, is that it's a, it's a hugely intense game. If you remember that one team would hide their flag, The other team would hide their flag, and your job was to get the other flag's team and get it back to your home base before you got caught. And if you got caught, you got sent to jail. And if you were in jail, the only person to come get you is one of your people. Now, that's fun. I mean, that's just good fun. 
rivers and water balloons. That's I'm not saying that we're going to do that right now. Don't worry, I don't have uh, secret agents. I don't have the youth group getting ready to get you with a super soaker. But the point of the matter is, is that we raise God's banner high, just like in that capture the flag game. And there are many forces that try to take it from us. But that is impossible because God is already banners would be a sign of victory. This is why we raise God's banner. Well, many of you can remember they took an American flag and they popped it to say, hey, we are here. Folks, Jesus Christ is your banner today fear pandemics. We need to respect them. We need to respect our leaders, but trust God to save us. We can trust God to save us. We need to learn to trust God alone. If you look in verses 6 through 9, it says, Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed king, and he will answer him from his holy heaven and rescue him by his great power. And here's, here's the key. Some nations boast of their chariots and horses. But we boast in the name of the Lord, our God. Folks, we can trust God to save us. The people of King David's reign were pleading with God to save him from his enemies. Though we do not have the same enemies today that David did, we certainly have forces of hell that are driving and fighting against us. You see, God protected David and God protects us through the blood of Jesus Christ. What more can God do to prove that? He gave his son, folks, as a ransom for our sin. We need to resist the temptation to trust in our worldly strengths. It says in verse 7 again, Some nations boast of their chariots and horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord our God. Back then, chariots and horses were prestigious weapons. And they would boast about how many weapons they had. It's almost like today. Who's got the biggest bomb? Who's got the most bombs? Who's got the stealthiest submarine? Who's got the biggest bombers? Who's got the most high, high edge, high cutting edge technology? All of these different things. We try to put faith in that. But many times in that day, they would measure their military might by the number of chariots and horses they have. Folks, their trust was misplaced in their own ability to make weapons that would amass large forces. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you what. There is no bomb big enough to stop God. There is no self-strengthening thing that you can own that is stronger than God. You may have a career. You may have a family. You may be very good at something. You may be very well off in your years. You might have a good nest egg. Or you might be on the other end and just... Worried about where the next meal is going to come from. Or you have some strife in your family. And that's okay. Look, we, we are not measured by what's in our bank account. We're not measured by the car we have on Facebook. We are measured by the fact that we are God's child and we can trust him. And he need to quit. can't make it. It's not going to get done. God will do what he wants to do. Now, it might not look like what you want it to look like. And it might not even be the way you want to understand, but my friend, there is not enough bombs, drones, missiles, or tanks that can defeat God. Do not place your trust accomplished. I used to say, don't trust in things that will rot, rust, or fade away. My friends, God will not fade away. You see, just a moment, 
your greatest strengths in just a moment, your greatest strengths could be taken away. And I'm not trying to be morbid, but we all know the brevity of life. At one minute, an athlete is on the top of his game. And the next day, he's got an injury that takes him out the rest of his career. Maybe there is somebody that thought they had a job that was going to take them to the end. A relationship, someone you really trusted and you really loved. And that trust was broken. Folks, our bodies and our minds get weaker the older we've ever been. But the truth of the matter is, is that although these bodies, we will get those bodies one day. But God has given a pulse and given us a purpose. And we need to fight. We need to fight the urge to live in our own strength on our own own terms. Yes, Frank Sinatra did it his way. It may be working now for you, but one day it will if your trust is in anything but God. And then the third point is that trust, trust that in the end we will be left standing with God. Folks, the world will end against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes. Christians will be arrested and killed. Christians will be hated for their faith in Jesus. Many will turn away from Christ. False prophets. False prophets will arise. Sin will run rampant everywhere. And people's love will grow cold. In verse 13, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. That's verse 13. I love that verse. Folks, trust God to make your stand. In verses 8 and 9, up and stand firm. So give victory to our King, O Lord, and answer our cry for help. Folks, you will never know. Check, take this to the bank. You will never know the full strength of your... You will never know the full strength of your faith unless you stand on it. These wonderful vehicles that you are driving, somewhere in seats and the engine and all the parts that are within it have been tested to make sure that it could withstand being driven. It was tested for your safety. And my friend, our faith is tested. And that's how we know the strength of it. I do, I've had to walk through valleys. You've had to walk through valleys. Some of you are walking through valleys right now. My friend, let me know that although you may feel like the, you are at rock bottom, it is solid. You can trust God. And you will never know the full strength of your faith until you take a stand for Him, folks. Stand for Him at home. Make Christ the center of your home. Not or your touchy-feelies. Make Jesus, when you're playing, we must live the difference in front of this world. This is our mission. And today, either for the first time or the next time, you need to place your confidence in God, the one who brings us victory in this life and in the life forever. We need to trust that uh, my mom ingrained into my heart, come back. Time and time again to help me. And I know you're familiar with it too. It says in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek and he will show you which path to take. So what's the pattern here? It's pretty simple. You trust, show. You trust, you seek. And he will to trust the creator even all I have That's the thing about God's will. It's kind of a long night. God gives us just enough to see right in front of us. But the rest of the journey is still darkness. That's why we have to 
trust him every single day. And this is a battle that we must fight. I said that we fight not for victory, but from victory. Look, the war is won. Jesus gave the final answer. The decree has been set, but we still must fight. We still must trust. So my prayer for you today is to trust God today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to have enough trouble of its own. Trust God today. And then when you get up tomorrow, trust him again. Because he is worthy. He is strong enough. He is unchanging because of his character. And you know that because you're here today or you're watching this video. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for our time this morning. And if there's anyone that is here in this parking lot or watching by Facebook Live or or maybe a rebroadcast of this that has got some questions. They, they're struggling with trust. They may even be struggling about trusting you today, God, because of things that are going on. I understand that and I get that. But what more do you have to do to prove your love and trust for us than by giving your son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins? By giving you or giving us your Holy Spirit, Lord, to live in us. And to guide us in our daily decisions. If there is one here today that does not know you and does not know the, what it means to trust you by giving, them their, giving you their lives totally and unconditionally. May they pray, dear Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to walk with you. Take my life as I follow you to the end of my days. For it's in your name I pray. Amen. My friend, if you prayed that for the first time or the next time and you meant it, please let somebody know. Let your pastor know. Let a friend know. Let us know online. Give us a message on our Facebook page. We want to make sure that you know for sure that you are a child of God and that when you trust God, you can take that to the bank. He's never let us down and he never will. Thank you, Lord, for this time together today. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.